Welcome everybody to the Unlimited Podcast. I am your host, Lim James, and the co-host of this show will be Micah Johnson. And today we have two special guests on our show to talk about a very serious topic. It will be Ryan J. And Miss Malika. Hey, Ryan J and Malika. First of all, I would like to thank y'all for coming on to the show. Um, y'all always show support and show love. And today we'll be talking about a, a topic concerning Ahmaud Aubrey, who was um, killed February 23rd in 2020 by uh, Gregory Michael and Travis Michael. And um, it's just a topic that we all need to discuss, you know, amongst the community, as well as bringing awareness to it to put the info information out so that everybody can still know what's going on and to see what we can do as a collective unit, you know, as a uh, as a community to come together and try to prevent these things from happening on a daily basis. Because right now it's it's perpetual right now. Like it's it's just not an isolated incident. Right. It's been happening, you know, stemming from the Trayvon Martin even before Absolutely. that. But you know. It was publicized with the Trayvon Martin and now this, and then we got the Sean Reed case as well. But our main focal point today would be about the Ahmaud Arbery. He would be 26 years old today. Yes, we first, facts, on, the, uh, on behalf of the Unlimited Podcast, we would like to uh, send our thoughts and our prayers out to the family of Ahmaud Arbery. So we want to uh, give a shout out to them and let them know that our prayers are with them as well. And uh, we just want to dive into it because I really just want to understand everybody's perspective on what they feel, what was your initial feeling when you first heard about the Ahmaud Arbery case? Before we go into that, I want to also throw in Jashawn Hodge, May 5th, uh, okay. was killed down in Central Florida. Mm -hmm. so okay. Let's not forget about him. What's his name? Uh, Jashawn Hodge. All right. Uh, was killed here in Central Florida by the police. He was seen flagging down a car to get um, nine, help for a nine-year-old stab victim, and when the police got there, they shot and killed him. <sighs> Wow. And so uh, let's not, you know, we know when it rains, it pours and <clears> they <throat> come does. in waves. And so let's put that name out there as well, because that's new news. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, thanks, thanks. As you can see, it's many lives, many black lives is being lost, like on a daily basis. That was, that's not even justified. So we're here to try to bring awareness to that for sure. So I'm going to ask you first, Ryan, like, what was your initial feeling? Like when you first heard about the case and then when you seen the actual visual? Man, to be honest, <clears throat> at this point, I'm very desensitized because I see it so much. And it's sad to say that I've gotten to this point because it happened so much. Mm -hmm. from, I think my first clear uh, remembrance of it was Trayvon Martin. That's when I was really uh, messed up because that's in my backyard. Like, he's from where I'm from. Right. So uh, just all the episodes that has happened over the years, it's, um, I'm desensitizing. And I was upset, but I'm just not as upset as when trade when it happened to Trayvon Martin and so forth because I see it so much. Um my feelings I still heard about it, but I just at this point I'm more so just trying to want to come up with a solution as opposed to keep being upset about it. Right. Because I can only get upset so much about the same thing over and over. Correct. What so. about you, Michael? What do you what do you feel about it? Uh man, I I'm angry every time. I mean I work in uh diversity and inclusion at a university and so uh, I, I think it's my job to not get desensitized. I what, know how easy what university it is. you at? Uh, Southern Methodist University. I think um, it is easy to get desensitized. Um, and one of my things that I try not to do is watch the videos. But this video came up in a group me, and I could just, you know, the rage that I had. You know, I'm glad that we were, you know, not working in the office right now because I don't think I could have, you know, yeah. been around people that didn't look like me for a little bit because of. Just this isn't what we've seen in the past with, you know, police officers um, unjustly killing. This is a vigilante right. justice. This is posse. This is mm -hmm. modern day lynching that is going on. Um, it's ridiculous, right? Like the fact that you feel like you have enough power when you have no power to, you know, be the judge, the jury and the exactly. executioner of a Thanks. person who is just trying to live their daily life. Just think about it. Right. We are in a we are in a pandemic. All the gyms are closed, malls are closed, clubs, bars, and all you can do is run. All you can right. do is step outside for some fresh air. Yeah, your, your best highlight of the day is to go to the grocery store, right? And so for him to be able, not be able to go for a normal job in an unnormal time of our history um, and meet his demise, to me, was just ridiculous. Right. 
Definitely. It was definitely disheartening. What, what was your feeling about it, Malika? I think the biggest part for me was the fact that they said they were trying to make a citizen arrest. And it was just like, that's what we have police for. So for you to see a black man running in a neighborhood that you felt was um, uh, the suspect or whatever, it was just like, why couldn't you have called the police and say, I see him running here? Why did you take matters into your own hands? So that part really upset me. And just the fact that they're regular people. And people make right. excuses for the things and decisions that they're making. I've seen stuff on Facebook where people are just trying to make different types of reasons as to why it made sense. And it's just it's crazy that people find ways to make it make sense. Exactly. And that and this that that bothers me that they really trying to make something that don't make sense make sense. Like it's no, it's nowhere to go with that. Yeah, had the video not come out, there's no telling where this would have went. Exactly. Because they what, 10 weeks late? Yeah, on the, exactly. Making an arrest on I yesterday? I just found out days. about what, a couple weeks ago. 74 days. 74 days. They hadn't made an arrest. And they probably only made an arrest because the footage is out to the public. And, right. And we and was outraged. And people are calling for yeah. it. People That's the only way. That's, That's the only, only thing that's saving us, the videos. If it wasn't for videos, that, exactly. it's, it's a loss. Because Social now media, it's, yep. your word is our word, and we know who word is going to win. And every, it's two time. people. And it's two people that are saying that this is what happened with this story. And possibly three. Oh, with the, oh, with the record, yeah. Okay. So the, the guy that was recording was part of the posse. Right, he was a part. He was he was like the back man. Right, he, he was, was William the, Bryan. He was the back man. Is his and name? Actually, they all have law enforcement connections in that. Exactly area. because wow. the the daddy, um, Gregory McMichael, was actually a former police officer. Yeah, I do. So you know that. they actually do keep that code. So now it makes more sense. Yes. Right. Yeah. The the initial district attorney withdrew from yep. pressing charges because of the connections that they had. So there's a lot of that's the issue right there is that we allow we aren't in positions where you know like granted i mean i would love to study that community and see like what is the demographic and everything right. but at the same time in the areas where we are probably the majority we still aren't in the political space exactly that we need to be in order for like if that district attorney had any type of character any type of integrity that person would have been in jail once that happened, yeah. regardless, regardless, regardless of their skin exactly. color. To be honest with you, exactly. but we are so. I think what I'm, we are so desensitized to po politics, right? I mean, I was arguing with my pops the other day. I was like, there have been times where we've blatantly seen, you know, our election process be voided by this history. Like, why are we still doing the electoral college, right? Mm -hmm. You know, Hillary right. Clinton won the popular vote, but Trump is president. Mm -hmm. right. Makes no sense to yeah. me. Right. We saw a, we saw a. a a dirty election when Al Gore lost to George Bush, Bush in our right. childhood. Dang. And George Bush's brother was the governor of Florida. That's common sense to let you know that there's some flaw there. So for us to not believe in a election process or believe in voting is for us to not be in the positions for this stuff to not happen. 74 yeah. days later, I'd be damned. And it's only right. so much rioting that a person can do. There's only so, so much, much protesting, protesting a person can do. That's right. So that's like one of the main things I wanted to address or even talk about was like it's the question is, what can we do as a community to come together and do something that's logical, that's legal and, and can actually change the outcome of situations like this? That's a good question, because we've had so many of these situations happen right. that we've tried so many things that I'm I don't know. I don't know specifically what we can do besides continue to to spread the information. I think that they just allow things to go on the back burner and people don't say anything about it. So the more pressure we put on them to actually take action, it will start to hopefully start to press somebody to do something about it. Right, right, right. Actually, me and Micah have, have had conversations off air before, you know, regarding this matter. And one of the things we actually talked about that could potentially help our community and help situations like this is we have to push the ones that's in our community and the younger kids to come up and be police officers so oh, they, they're yeah. well acquainted with the with the uh community and the people in the uh community so they won't be so scared or so so rigorous towards mm -hmm. them so you like you want to push them up instead because you know growing up you want to be a police officer so we like ah, yeah, you snitch. You yeah you're a snitch you're a snitch but we gotta like we really gotta push that so things like that can stop happening because it's hard for me to like put faith in like what's going on right now and you know what I'm saying? i think it's the even further it's the system mm -hmm. like the whole system has to be restructured period like the way they train police officers they're trained to kill they're not trained to wound right so what if you have a baton you have a taser like 
multiple things. You have so many things that you can use besides shooting somebody. That's right. And you have so many things that they Man. just they train you. They for one they train you to kill, and two, I don't think they train them the right way to have patience. Right. They don't train them the right way to have patience. They don't train them to have a, a like a mental um, a mental test to talk to somebody because a lot of these people are bullies and they're in a position of power bro. and they're abusing their powers because they bullies. It, bro. Yeah. So it's it's so much that from the people you hire to how you train somebody to having a disconnect to having somebody work a community that they've never been a part of who where they don't understand a certain group of people. It's just so much disconnect. And if you have somebody like if you're from here, why not? Uh, police your community because you know oh i know miss so-and-so i know how to handle miss so-and-so i know how to handle their child because they're a little bit different right so you have that relationship and they have that trust in you that's what we have we bridge the gap with the community and, and the police officer but to be honest i don't think they care to fix that because the people who it doesn't affect it doesn't matter to it's, them right yeah. so that's what we got to do like we got to be able to, to be able to get in from the root and like infiltrate and yeah. work on it from the inside out yeah. in order for it to, to come back full circle, for it to be a benefit to our community and to the world. Yeah, shout out to Lee Mayor Esquire. He's uh, the lawyer that's been really working, working tirelessly. Yeah, um, sure. I think that's the biggest thing, right? Like, we have to continue to educate ourselves, get in positions of power. I think police are one thing, um, but lawyers and pol politicians <clears throat> at the local level are a whole nother ball game. Um, more than likely, these white men that are taking these police positions are either former military or they were lame as hell when they was in high school. <laughs> right. They got bullied or they want some type of power. They're power right. hungry. Right. And so uh, we have to know that. And the only way we can, like police to police, is get in positions that are above the police, right? Like the police chiefs and, and the other aspects of the judicial system. And so I think it's a chess game. Um also, I think about the game Risk in, um, you know, growing up childhood. Like, it's all about taking over countries, right? And the more people you have, the more times you roll the dice. Right. You have more people you have. That's the way that you win. You right. take over. And so we have to, like, push our homies, right, like in, in the hoods or in our neighborhoods where we are, where we, like, usually down in the nerds or down in the ones that are really yeah. hungry for education or hungry yeah. to grow. Yeah. Like, we should be challenging them, right? I think, for me, I have two degrees, but there are still people uh, – that I that don't have any degrees that I still go to for education, go right. to for guidance that right. give me different perspectives, um, and so I think we just need to continue to do that. The <clears throat> thing about police, it's different for me in this situation because these were not police; these were regular, regular citizens. citizens. Yeah. So yeah. I think we need to continue to rip to put that on the top of the agenda that these are regular citizens. So yep. if you I mean to tell me I'm in here in Dallas? I live in Highland Park. <laughs> and they talk about a citizen's arrest. When the last time you've seen a, a successful citizen's it, uh, arrest? Because back yeah. when Trayvon Martin, when uh, Zimmerman tried to do a citizen's arrest, that didn't go well. But didn't when, work out. when he got off, I was hurt. I was hurt, I too. Was what hurt. was you going to say? I'm, no, that's, I mean, we're right on, on track. I'm just saying that we need to understand that this is like citizens, right? The whole police thing is a whole nother. Yeah. It's another, like, this is citizens. You mean to tell me I can... I can't jog in my neighborhood right now. Or I can't jog in the neighborhood surrounding where I live. And That's crazy. In which they try to say that it was burglary, burglary going on in that neighborhood prior, but I heard that it wasn't even no burglaries uh, um, reported right. weeks before that. You know, weeks or months before the last one reported was January. Like January, I read up in the uh, wow. on the Google. But how many times, like in movies, they got Netflix, they got all the social medias, right? How many times have the black person that's been in the movie not been the right black person or the black person oh, yeah. in the news. Yeah. They know they yeah. have access to this information just like we, we have do. it. Yeah. So why isn't it, why isn't these white men, why isn't their thought process like, maybe this isn't him because we've seen stories where people have been wrongfully accused. Used. Yeah. Just that simple thought process. They don't think people don't think that's the as that that's the aspect of ignorance for me. When, when you do things, you're not thinking, right. You do ignorant things. And so that's I think we, need to we need to think in our community but white people need to challenge their own white counterparts we shouldn't be trying to having to educate them we shouldn't be having to teach them how to critically think right. about a process through what they're about to do right? Mm -hmm. right and there's no that that was straight up setup you have a guy in a truck video recording it's you have two, a shotgun bro, and a handgun you're going, guy gets out the car that's you, crazy i'm from arkansas and we used to hunt like that yeah that's that's yeah that's you know what i'm saying that's hunting down somebody yeah you know you so that's Man, even if you watch animals, animals, that's how they hunt. They they push you one way and set you up well, and box you box in. You that's in. how animals hunt. Yeah. So I think even too with that is, 
they don't care because it doesn't affect them. Like they don't have that issue. So it's like it's just like the same thing. I know I'm getting a little off track, but it's the same thing with the corona happening in China. We didn't really care until it started hitting us. And when it started hitting us, we started taking right. it serious. And we could have prevented it, it before. But we can't or made it better. We can't be like that with with everything. We have to be we have to care as much as everyone else about everyone else's issue because even though you may not think everything is so connected with us, it still affects us. Even if you don't see it, it, it still real. affects us somehow, That's real, brother. It is. That is real. Right. So, I mean, how do you think, how do you view yourself African-American in the society and how do you feel the society views us? To be honest, they don't give a fuck about us. Like, and no, it's no way that you can show me. That's fair. In no way that <clears throat> something is set up for me unless I take of my own ownership, which I'm supposed, I'm responsible for myself. But right. there's nowhere where you can say statistically I can make it based on the system from the jump. No way. It's no way. It's no like way. from the neighborhoods you grew up in, from absentee parents to 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 uh the statistics of getting shot, just walking. Like it's right. it's no way the jail, the, the it's no way danger. portrayal. It, it's every it's no way. Like yeah. it's the setup. So I feel like genuinely they don't give a fuck about us. If you go to other countries, they value us way more than, yeah, than, than my true, own sir. home. You know it's what I'm saying? True. So and I, that's a little bit more. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's only a little bit more. Yeah. But I feel like for me, it, it gives us a sense of uh it gives us a sense of like if you don't know your worth, you're gonna feel like shit. Cause if everyone treats you like shit, you're gonna believe you shit. So right. it takes a it took me a long time to realize like we're very powerful and it and we're treated like that because they are fearful of our power. So now that I'm aware that I'm not in fear of anything, but a lot of people aren't because if you treat it a certain way, if you tell a kid all his life he ain't gonna be shit, he gonna believe it. Right. So I feel like that's how we are betrayed and, and treated for the most part. Yeah. Right, right. That's that's a good analysis, bro. Well, I can say as like a, a black woman, there's not Our queens much. For sure. Yeah, there's not much of a a thing that I feel like we have against us. Um, I do feel like we have to compete with our counterparts, like our white counterparts, but I feel like being with a black man and seeing how I can walk into a restaurant by myself and I don't really get any looks or I don't get, you know, anything, but if I right. walk in with a black man, like everybody kind of looking or they're kind of, you know, staring or whatever. And I don't like that. And that's why it's very scary for me to know that one day I'm going to bring in to this world a black, a, a young black man and have to raise him up around all of this. So, um, for for me, like as a woman, of course it's something, but I feel like for y'all, it's it's way deeper. It's it's, it's way harder to just right, live right, right. life every day. That makes sense. What about you, Micah? I mean, I, I I toil with that question a lot. I mean, for me, I don't really care. Care. I'm me. At, I'm at the point right. now where I don't care. Like, I was in a message the other day with my white colleagues and my uh, me and one of my fr my fraternity brother and colleague. We went for a run at lunch yesterday, and he comes in and chats. He's like, "Just to let y'all know, you know, me and Michael went for a run, and we made it back home safely." And yeah. sad that we have to. And that's real talk. I'm yeah. Sad that that has to be our Facebook status, right? But I was like, also, he was like, "I'm not sure if this is a student affairs or a work conversation." I said, "Honestly, bro," and I put in the chat. I said. If this ain't a conversation that we can have right here, then, then I'm in the wrong place. What are we doing? And exactly. I mean, I'm talking my VP of student, I'm my VP, my vice president, everybody's in that chat. And I don't care anymore to where, like, I'm willing to go toe-to-toe -to -toe with anybody when it comes to my respect and the respect of the people that I care about. You got to stand that's up where I'm at. For sure. And so that took a while. Shout out to Houston Tillerson University, my alma mater, uh, where I went to undergrad. I was hungry for the black experience because I grew up around, you know, in the suburb area. <laughs> Um, in safer areas because my dad worked in the um, you know federal government right. um, and so being able to be <clears throat> proud to be black and although all this stuff is going on understanding like I got something that they want right I got I got the key that they yearn for and yeah. I think I use that every day to kind of walk with my head held high because they put these videos out to damage our mentality to stop our progress yeah. and so I have to understand that it's it's a chess game. It's a chess game where they're like they're trying to get the guys that are confident to to kind of be fold. Yeah, to fold, and then the ones that are already like can't they are not emotionally intelligent to Finish. do some stupid yep. stuff. Yep. So I mean, right now, first off, I don't want to be in jail right now because of coronavirus, mm -hmm. and understanding the disparities of the black community with this disease, and understanding how my black brothers and sisters right now are overly incarcerated and they're having to suffer this without any type yeah. of support. Yeah. So I think about all those things when I'm making decisions on a day-to-day -day basis. And one thing I'm not going to be worried about is how a, a white person thinks about how I navigate. Right. It's been hard to do because I was raised by a dad who's all about like 
you know, kind mm-hmm. of reserving self yeah. so that you can be safe or like you don't want to put that on social media because you don't want to risk jobs. I'm like, look here, bro. I don't care about that no more because I bet you if I get fired for this and I put that on my social media, I'll have a job next week working for some <laughs> social fact. justice organization or whatever. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I think it's a it's, it's a complex answer. It's a complex question. I dropped my phone. Sorry about that. You good, bro. It's you a good. complex. Um, <laughs> it's a complex question, bro. But that's the things that I navigate. I can't give you one sentence for that. Yeah. Right. And that's that's cool. I wanted you to, to elaborate on it anyway. But it's just sad to that we got to. Can you imagine somebody's parents, what what can they tell their child going forth after seeing something like that? What can they tell their child, their their black son or or their black daughter? What you gonna tell them that you can't you can't run, you can't go outside, right? You can't be free, you can't be relaxed in in a community that that you live in. Mm-hmm. Lim, you know? I wanna highlight something Ryan said when he All was right, talking about um the idea of that, like we have to be conscious of others' issues, right? And it's like, mm-hmm. what other community is being taught that? Like right. to think about others' issues as we well, because I feel like the black community is the only community Zero. that has to think about our All issues yes. and everybody else's <laughs> yes. issues because of if we not, then we, you know, Black Lives Matter just means we care about blacks. But we all we all know what Black Lives Matter means. We all know what things that we put out and we, we were raised primarily to care about everybody else anyway, yeah. first yeah. and then ourselves. And yes. so, like, when we see that everybody else is worried about themselves, but we still are. consciously like having everybody else on our mind what do y'all think about that yeah i mean we're taught to live in their world we're taught to conform to how they live i know when i was younger my dad used to say you know you can't talk like that you have to talk proper um you need to learn how to switch it on and switch it off um you you can't you know wear certain things and 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 it was just hard because especially going from chicago to indiana that was culture shock for me because Mm -hmm. i was around people that looked like me acted like me and then when i moved moved away i went to a suburb and then i'm like oh my god i have to learn how to live the way everybody else lives like um I just felt like the things that I did in the Chicago public school, uh, we had multiple days where it was like African day or we talked about many different things. But once I moved away, that was gone. So now I I was forced to learn how Mm -hmm. to live my life around other people and not necessarily for my culture. Right. Yeah. I think from from a child, you slowly brainwash into this is their world. And I I noticed when I was uh, probably teenager that uh, maybe a little bit older that when i was around white people i noticed i would start talking different but it was it was like that like i didn't even notice like, instantly i start holding doors being extra nice like changing up who i'm on the phone who i'm talking to and one day i woke up i'm like i'm not fucking doing this like yeah. fuck that like i'm gonna <laughs> this ain't me this yeah, ain't like, what i do and what it does is it strips us of who we are and my originality of who I am. Right. Because now I'm being something I'm not to please y'all and to make y'all comfortable. Fuck that. If I raise my voice, then if that's you can't handle it, that's on you. You know right. what I'm saying? Right. I, I got tired of being in a submissive environment to always, well, I had to be concerned with how you feel because you can't handle my voice or my presence. No, fuck that. If you can't handle me, then that's your issue. And working in corporate America, that's yeah. my biggest challenge. Yeah, like, that's real. my biggest. Because if I speak up, it almost looks like I'm just, oh, you're you're aggressive. The angry black woman. Yeah, right, like, I'm aggressive. Right. But, you know, if somebody else speaks up, it's, They're okay, passionate. we can we can, we can can listen. We can, we're going to take that. Right. We're going to side note that. We're going to talk about that. But then I get an IM like, hey, like, do you think you could have worded that a little differently or said that a little different? And it's like, why do I have to shut myself up? Right, right. Like, no, could you interpret it a little different? You know what I'm saying? Like, I thought I did all right. Yeah, I remember I was at work, like, probably my first year at SMU, which was, like, October, well, 2016, 2017 school year. And we were in in training, and, like, you know, white people, they get the, you know, they get on their little, like, rant about movies that they all have in common. (laughs) So they were talking about this movie called Princess Bride. Oh, uh uh-huh. Right? So, you know, I'm over here, like, what the heck are they talking about? Like, three, four, five minutes of 15 white women talking about this. And I'm like... I, and I've like I've never seen that movie. They're like, oh my, oh my god, god, you've never seen Princess Bride, blah 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 blah. And I was like, have you ever seen Boys in the Hood? Let me give you one. Right, thank you. Let me give you one. Hey, classroom was quiet, right? So like, couple couple months later, we do like recognition for each colleague or whatever. And so like, they give you like this big sticky note, and then everybody writes a little sticky note. And one of my black colleagues, she was a female. She wrote on there. She was like, I'll never forget the day <clears throat> where you made that room go silent when you challenged what they're used to. Yeah. 
And I was like, I never thought of it like that. I was just like, this is what I do. This is like, you're not finna have me boxing the corner off exactly. your your culture and exactly. you not engaging in my culture. That's right? where the so, disconnect is. That yeah. they didn't understand what the movie. Yeah. It's, it's funny that all of them didn't understand, but one person yeah. didn't understand. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. that disconnect of not understanding. Because they're not, we're raised to watch. Right diverse things yeah. we're raised to learn new things they're not raised to watch what we watch yeah. they're not even supposed to live how we live so you know I mean? our culture to them it. they love our culture the, we're cultured like they like love it. Yeah. love it like well we, we i mean this is funny so <laughs> we you're from midwest, midwest yeah, right yeah, yeah, yeah. and so wgn yeah, you know we yeah, had yeah. all the black shows static Chicago, shock yeah, yep. um i mean static shock family matters exactly. all these shows right yeah what has happened from then Till now, we don't what kind of that. black shows do we have None. now? Reality TV. That's we have it. reality TV. I, oh I swear to God, I don't watch God. no love hot, no, none of that love hip hop, all that marriage, all that. Yeah. I don't watch it. I Michael Johnson does not watch it. <laughs> I still go to Hulu now. I watched like six episodes of Family Matters last night, and I realized why our generation kind of has some kind of backbone. Our Goal. this next generation yeah. doesn't really have that, and it's we have to like kind of. You mean the generation after, after us? Yeah, yeah, like the generation yeah. after now. us. They don't like the ones now. What they're looking up they're to love and hip hop. They think that's like oh, gold. Okay, yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, 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 that's yeah. gold. Like they, yeah. they had, they had, like we had Uncle Phil. Yeah. Carl Winslow. Yeah. You know things like uh. Father living figure. Single. Oh, and yeah. I had living single because right. I seen a bunch of uh, w uh black women who Father were figures. on their yeah. stuff. Like black women that was yeah yeah. And, and Queen Latifah stayed wearing yes. something that was representing like HBCUs the culture for and sure. Stuff like yeah. That. So yeah, for sure. Right. So I think that's at the root of what we came here to talk about. Right. Like you know we need to continue to stay empowered. The only reason why we were able to make this happen seventy four days later is because we did not get tired. Right. We did not allow one little like. Yeah, this is self-defense to, like, allow us to... No, no we sir. kept pushing. No, sir. And so we have to push each other. And like you said earlier, like, just because this didn't happen in Texas this time mm -hmm. does not mean that we just, like, damn, that's a damn right. R.I.P. No, we made sure. Because I told, I told some of my colleagues the other day, I said, look here, I'm glad I don't have to drive to Georgia. Yeah. I'm glad I don't right. have to drive to Georgia this weekend. Because right. I would have done that because I'm I'm tired. Right. I'm tired of right. hearing yeah, about especially it. Especially a citizen trying Come to kill on, a man. black man. Come on now. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. So do y'all think it's deeper than, than what they're saying? Or do you think it's purely they just saw him and just... No, it's deeper. They profiled him for it's sure. Always, it's, it's always deeper. deeper. Yeah, it's always deeper. It's, it's always, yeah. But it's deeper, but it's shallow. You know, if that makes yeah, sense. Like, yeah. they're shallow, but this shit is deeper. Deep. Yeah, 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 yeah. Especially for us. Yeah. They know. felt so comfortable. That's how, that's how <laughs> yeah. you know the type of world we live in. They felt so Broad comfortable. daylight. Because you know, if, us, we, if we're thinking about doing something, we think, like, it takes like, us a while. Wow. Yeah. We Process are not it. that comfortable to just be like, even in our movies, bro. I'm going to pull up and do this. Right. And I know the, the district attorney. I'm, Oh, that's easy. It's methodical. Yeah, it's easy. Sure. Like, you two, yeah, that was too comfortable. What's worse is nobody has anything else to do. Yeah. So if you just in your house and you see a black man running and you just like, we ain't got nothing to do. Call up your homie. If Say I'm running two. I ran 2.23 miles today. It took me 16 minutes. Yeah, There's a lot of stuff you can do in 16 minutes. I can call you, tell you to meet me at this spot. I'm having a bad day. You know what I'm saying? And we could do that in 16. We can follow this guy in 16 minutes. So just think about how they just plotted on this guy. He had no idea. And the fact that he was running, so he was already tired. Yeah. My man had to fight for his like, life, you run and he was already yeah. tired. Come on, bro. And he was already winning the fight, and you got a guy in the back of a truck, truck. picking you off. It's, it's, it's disgusting. It's disheartening, for real, bro. I think I alluded to this on... Uh, the unsolicited opinions podcast, which is by Ron J and Malika, that I think I remember saying during um, being featured on there that it was actually a blessing going out the house and, and making back. it back. Yes, like I was dead serious, and for something like this to happen, something that was so malicious and just like senseless, bro. Like you really just killed this man for no reason. Exactly. Like like you, we don't take it for granted leaving the house and coming back in the way we left. Yeah. You know, people, it's a lot of people who don't understand that. Like even um, like some black women, not not saying all, but it's some that don't understand because they're not a man. I think we get more targeted, but it's like, it's true. Do you know how stressful it is to be the household of a family to go out, provide, but then worry about why you out three, four, five things making it back. My job fucking me over. I got I got pulled <laughs> over today. 
Makes it so I'm getting enough money to, to to pay the bills. Come back and then hold the whole household down because whatever affects you affects the wife, affects kids. It's a trickle effect. So it's a stressful thing uh, coming down. Matter of fact, I got a story with the uh, I got pulled over going going to work, and on the road I was on when they flashed their lights. If I pulled over, I was in a secluded neighborhood. No sir. I said hell no. I kept driving, but I put my blinker lights on to let them know. And, and I was going slow. Mm-hmm. And he's and once I got into uh. I got into a parking lot where there was a lot of traffic and a lot of people in the parking lot. He went to the window. He said, uh, why did you keep moving? And I gave him a bullshit answer because I can't say, well, to be honest, if I pulled over here, I could have got shot. Wasn't nobody going to see. So I gave him a bullshit answer. He said, you know, you could uh, I could take you to jail for uh, eluding. Yeah. You know what I said? I'm living. As crazy as that sounds, you could take me to jail, but at least I'm fucking alive. I'm living. And that's sad to say. Like, I had that's, to do that. You know what I'm saying? But at least sad. I know that I did something to prevent if you thought about it, it was going to be a fucked up situation because we got cameras, we got traffic. It's a lot of people if you want to do some shit. Right. But that's what I had to do. I mean. And I was cool with it. It's it's, it's bad that, you know, you got to, you fearful when the, when you see the people of the community that's supposed to protect and serve. Like, you really see them, they pull you over and you just like, oh my God, yeah. this yeah. could get bad. Let me, turn, let me turn my phone camera on. This could get bad. And, that's bad. And let me just say. When you're in a relationship, I want y'all to really understand how important it is for y'all to let us know where y'all at and where y'all going. Not trying to be invasive in y'all lives and y'all like, dang, why you keeping tabs on me? It's not even about that anymore. It's really about like at the end of the day, we need to know what's going on with you. Like I genuinely care. Yeah. So if something happens and I'm like, okay, well, he's over here and I'm looking at the news and I see a black man just got killed somewhere. My 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 initial thought is okay. Well, he good. I know he's not nowhere in that area. Mm-hmm. But if right. you if you not telling me what's going on with you, there's no way I'm gonna know that something is wrong. Right. So I just don't want men to just automatically think like when my woman is asking me a question about where I am or where I'm about it. to yeah. go. Yeah. Like don't think of it maliciously. Like have a have a deeper thought process in regards to that. Like if something happened to me right now, would she know where I'm at? Would she know right, something right. is wrong? That makes sense. That's real. That makes a lot of sense. make a lot of sense every one of those lives is a tragic loss one of the buttons on here <laughs> <laughs> hey but it went it, 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 it went, went there though oh, like right though it, it, it went there though that right definitely, i thought that was one that you added on right there. it went with it though so i mean that guy <laughs> right you know what i'm saying so i mean also i seen something that was uh disturbing as well but the the arbory case definitely hit home for me because I mean, he is an African-American. Like, people say, oh, he's not close. It shouldn't have to be close to home to hit home. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because with Ahmad, I am Ahmad. Mm-hmm. You are Ahmad. You are Ahmad. You are Ahmad. You know what I'm saying? Like, that could have been any one of us, and it and it can't be, and that's what's the sad part about it. But I was reading on something the other day, and I seen something about the Sean Reed case. And um, I'm going to go to Micah, because he know a little bit more about this case than I do. It was, it was uh, the 21-year-old that was fatally shot after the high-speed high chase from the police, and he also was running on foot, but he was uh, shot, fatally shot. It was somewhere between 15 rounds unloaded. They said that he had a, a gun, a weapon as well. They said he fired back, but no one from the um, actual police department turned on their body cam to, to show what Where was going on. At? Indianapolis. Indianapolis. Oh, this was just a couple yes, days ago. Yeah, yeah. I did see that one just a couple days ago. Yeah. And he was on uh, Facebook Live when it yeah, was all happening. Yeah. Okay. And then his Facebook Live was still on after yeah. or during the whole, yeah. whole process. incident. And he said it's a closed ca- like a closed Yeah, the, the, one of the detectives or something. Yeah, yeah, laughing about it. Like. So I, don't, I ain't going to lie, bro. I think you just pretty much gave the synopsis that I was going to share. Because <laughs> honestly, I'm, I'm, I'm still like, when that, with that. That situation to me is a little different. It has its own it lane. It has its own for lane, sure. right? Which for is sure. what I talk about. Anything which is still holistically injustice for blacks. So I don't know yet. Not I'm not sure yet, like, where does Sean Reed have weapons or what that situation. Because I know that he was speeding. Yeah. Like, he was speeding and trying to get away from the police. And he was on Facebook Live. Right. So I, I don't want to, like, put that in the same lane as Ahmaud Aubrey because I'm not sure. Sh- a lot of stuff hasn't been released. Right, right, right. However, I'm I'm curious about is this another unarmed situation? Like could it have been prevented? Could it have been I think it could have been prevented. I think I don't know. Just I, like Sean, Ryan said. Sean is in, Sean's story is interesting. Yeah, just like but just like Ryan said, why can't you shoot him in the leg? 
Why can't you shoot him? Like, why can't you do it to just stop him instead of killing him? I think they tasered they him. I, I, I heard they tasered him and then shot him. They tasered him first and shot him and killed him. What they were saying, they saying that after they tasered him. He went, what, he went to reach Right. They, they saying they found a loaded weapon by him. But my man they, is former military, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. what military person y'all know but, but that what, does have weapons? Right, but what are they training? What are they training the officers? If you see a gun, they, this is all after the fact. You didn't know all this, of this until yeah. after the fact. Exactly. You just wanted to. You know what I'm saying? The police officer was black. Yeah, I know. That's what and everybody keeps saying. He's on administrative leave right now. That that don't let him off the hook. No, no, no. I'm that, not saying right, that right, right. for that fact. I'm just saying that's, that that's that's interesting. Right. It's muddy. It's yeah. muddy. Right. It, it is. always is muddy. Right. Right. Like, that's just as bad. I don't use that's, that's just as worse. Well, I think it's still the fact yeah. that he's a police officer. You know, <laughs> yeah. at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter that he is black. It's the fact that you are a police officer. You went to train for this. Like, there was nothing else that you could do. Right. But through all the training y'all got, what don't they train you to turn on your body cam? Like, soon as... It's you know what I'm saying? Some, some start, don't you supposed to turn on your body? Like, that? that'd be fishy for me. The issue I have is that Everything is always try to be justified. Like when I read some of the Facebook posts, I will never respond, but I'll be reading. Yeah. <laughs> and then somebody say, well, he shouldn't have ran. Maybe he shouldn't have ran, but does that justify him dying? No. Maybe he shouldn't have ran. So what? He shouldn't have ran. But that is never justify you killing someone, taking someone's life because they made a poor decision that didn't put you in harm's way. That didn't affect you with killing you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or, or, or somebody, uh, Somebody resisted arrest. Well, he shouldn't have resisted arrest. How does that make? Like, bro, how does that justify a murder? Y'all have five people trained. One person is trained enough. Y'all have five people there trained. What? What? What's the point of all this beating somebody up when they're on the ground and they handcuffing you, kicking them and pepper spraying them? Y'all just abusing your power. That's too much. Yeah, that's other stuff that be going on. A lot of them take what they going through at home to work. Man, that, I don't believe in bad cops. And that's that's the real. I don't thing. believe in bad cops. I believe in whoever's in that uniform. They take that off. That's the same person. They just have. They feel like they have an authority to do that in right. a position of power. I don't believe in bad police. That's who you are in a character-wise. Because anybody who has character, you cannot just gun somebody down just because you feel Thank like you. Yeah. nobody. That's what I'm saying. They bring a lot of what they dealing with to work. Mm -hmm. I got to navigate Sean Reed further later. I, I think they said, I just was reading a little article. His gun was shot twice. We yeah. Honestly, I'm media-wise, like I'm not saying that. Justified. I'm just saying, like, there's, I got to do a little bit more reading. Right. But one, one, two things that come to my mind is the generational gap, right? Like, as a black police officer, there was nothing you could do to have a conversation with a young black man. Like, I know that it's a situation, but is there not a, a way to diffuse, especially even further diffuse, because this is a young black man that you just pulled over? Is there not a, like, as much training as you have, if it's necessary, do what you got to do to get home to see your family. Right. But if you have... 15 minutes, 15 seconds, 30 seconds to be able to try and diffuse a situation and bring a young man down. Like, I'm not trying to hurt. Like, I feel like that's something that you should mm -hmm. do, especially specifically as a black man, black police officer. Right. We see on like, for example, the All-American show, like the black gang members that are like trying to hold the black young gang members yeah. accountable. So like why that there's a generational gap there. I feel like if this black man, this black police officer was able to just get out the car and just unload on yeah. a young black man. But it's, like I said, it's murky. I need to read a few articles because that's just how I am. I have to read a few articles. Right. I don't and me as well. allowing one new source to give me my information. And so, um, <clears throat> Sean Reed, rest in peace, brother. I don't think you right. had to Th go out that way. Thank Thoughts you for your service. Thoughts and prayers to his family. Um, Thank you for your because service. Because you were a military veteran. Um, and, you know, that's pretty much what I have to say about that. Right, right, right. So, as you watch, as you watch, watch this play out, like, yeah, they got arrested yesterday, and I think it said felony murder and aggravated assault. Yeah, that could be, we might think that's a small win. I don't think we really do. We like, cool, that they got arrested, yeah, 74 days later, but it's still a conviction that has to be done. Yeah. And every single time it seems like when they do seem like they get a little slither of light, they mm -hmm. drop the ball with the mm -hmm. conviction. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, like, what do you think should be done to these guys? And how do you feel about how do you determine the 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 conviction rate? Because if if I if me you and Micah seen somebody jogging, and I was on the back of the truck and I was he was driving and we hunt down our Caucasian white male and gun him down, we were arrested that night, and we were probably convicted tomorrow. Yeah, mm -hmm. I'm just being honest. Yeah. So so the thing is like, what do you think? What do you think would be um, a good sentencing 
for them or a good conviction for them? And do you think that it'll still be justified even if it was like life without parole or? I mean, the laws are, the laws a little bit bullshit because there's so much, there's always this five to 10 within the gap. So if I can give you the five, that still justifies the crime. But if somebody else do, I can give you this 10, it still justifies the crime. So to me, it's like, I don't know. I, I don't have an answer for that because, again, the gap is so big that they know that they can have room to say, all right, well, this person has no priors. And technically, we gave him within the sentence, but it's still a bullshit sentence because you gave him the lighter end of the stick. So yeah. I don't really know, but that's what I. What about you? Me? You want me to go? Oh. <laughs> you can go um, I don't believe in life, taking a life for a life. So I don't believe in like doing a death sentence or anything like that. I do believe that life in prison would be a lot for them because they probably thought they were going to get off. So for them to have to sit in there every day and really just think about the fact that, damn, I got caught. Like, damn, this this wasn't no how this was supposed to be. All. Yeah, I don't think this right. wasn't how this was supposed to go. And then you have a father and son, right? So you're like, damn, like, I, I done messed up for my generation. And then if he has kids, like, I think for them it's going to be more so all mental. That's going to mess them up more than anything. So I don't believe that, you know, they should get, you know, uh, electrocuted or anything like that. But I do feel like them actually having to sit in there and really replay everything and think about what they did and the fact that they actually got caught and got convicted, that would hurt them more. Right, right, right. What's your take on it, Micah? Well, back to your initial statement, we still have the right to, you know, fair process. So I don't think we'd be, you know, uh, convicted tomorrow. We would still get a fair process. Right, we would right, probably right. still get convicted. Right, I, right. I just don't want, us, I don't want us to throw, you know, yeah. the flaw, you know, we... There is a justice system. Figuratively that speaking, we, though. Yeah, I just want us to understand we still do get the right to a fair trial mm-hmm. and things yeah. like that. Unfair, fair trial, you know. Right, right. But we won't be, you know, won't be that quick of a turnaround. <laughs> but um, I think um, I never, I, it depends for me. Like, I think they have to figure out if this was an intentional, like, hate crime. Mm-hmm. Like, I would love to see if they take this down the hate crime avenue, which I think it was. I, know I, it I read was. up on it and they said it wasn't. Right. Maybe, but maybe it'll get a different, like you said, maybe it'll do a different update. Right. In, in well, we know it's a hate crime, right? Come on, man. They're not going to say that, though. Right, but, I mean, I think that they should at least get life in prison. Um, but I, na- I toil with death penalty and stuff like that because – I mean, we grew up in the same church, bro. Like, right. we ain't talking about it. We ain't about that life. But the <laughs> anger that I had yesterday, I was willing to be on the firing squad for these guys. You know, right. like sign yeah. me up. But as I, you know, I read my scripture every morning, right, my scripture book every morning. I'm like, you know what, Michael, you got to go back to, you know, go back to your roots, right? We we are. Uh, I'm not saying that I'm not. Oh, we forgive them, but I'm also like. You know, a life for a life on some, you know, it's not how I like to navigate life because, you know, mm-hmm. they're not going to be able to sleep well at night. No, at all. And that enough is is a different type at of all. justice that we as human beings will never be satisfied about. Right. But if you believe in a higher power, if you believe in a higher being, then you understand that, you know, that's not something that you should concern yourself with on a day to day basis because that will break us down. And we won't make it to, you know, our 30, 40th, 50th birthday just off of the disintegration of our mental and our, you know, our mental and physical beings. Right. Mm-hmm. So, all right. uh, it's all complicated, bro. So right. for me, it's nothing is simple, uh, when it comes to our lives, right. Because they force us to live complex lives. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and sure. so that's just kind of, I can never answer those questions like, yes, no, maybe so. Like I have to kind of give you what I'm thinking through yeah. because, um, that's just how I process a lot of this stuff. All right. I think now we just want a conviction. We just want them right, to actually right. get something, and then we'll worry about what, what the right. punishment yeah. is right. later. But, yeah, like, like, right now, we just need them to get some type of right, like, I just like, punishment. Just yeah. Don't drop the ball on this. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. it seems like the, the ball get dropped, dropped too much. Right. And um, but uh, I'll tell you one thing I think they should do. Since that? the district attorney of that area didn't want to, t- to take them this first time, we should get – a jury and all the people from outside of that area. Oh yeah, so I think that be. since you it didn't want okay, since be. you didn't want to convict them in this community, we're gonna go outside this community and we're gonna grab our jury, we're gonna grab our judge, we're gonna grab everything that we need for this case because y'all didn't want to participate when it was obvious that it was a, a intentional murder. But you know, we want to bring in our own people. Yeah, that's fair. Um, well, we gonna wrap it up for the first session. Hold on, I got a question. What? Oh, okay, okay. 
what do you think we can do better? What do you think we can do to help our situation? Because I can't control you from shooting me. Like, that's something I can't control. I can't control nobody pulling out a gun, and I can't control it. Like, what do you think we can do better, though? Like, what, what can we control? Man, I bear just... arms. Huh? Bear arms. You, you gotta, have... You got to run with a gun. You have to... I mean, like you said, you have to bear arms. Get get your license. I'm not saying that... Just go around shooting folks and, and killing people, or whatever, but you should definitely get your license to bear arms yeah. for sure so you could be within the state limitations or whatever they have, the, the laws that yeah. they have in order for that. And like I said, man, I, I feel like we, we be well behaved and I feel like they be wanting us to be a little bit more behaved than yeah. the norm because yeah. as soon as we get out of line a little bit or just do something different, it looks aggressive. To them, they get scared, it looks aggressive, it looks like they're going to attack us. So I think we should just. I just can't say like keep doing what we doing like my man's was really just jogging like really yeah, like, not, yeah. like like push like I just feel like coming together coming together better like we have like we have to be able to do that and like I know we got the NAACP and things like that but we have to really get into that stuff like our generation have to get in there and start like real life changing things having meetings every week to 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 nominate different people in, nominate different people out to infiltrate the system because it's broken. Yeah. That's like the main thing. You got to get organized. I agree. I have I to get organized. Um, All right. Um, can I actually, I want to stay and listen to the conversation. Can I go over here off camera? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but chair. before you leave. Oh. Um, oh, I'll rewind. <laughs> <laughs> but no, so um, I know you have some things going on. Talk about your your podcast okay. with, with Ryan yeah. J. Okay, yeah. so me and Ryan have our podcast, Unsolicited Opinions. Go follow us, Unsolicited underscore Opinions 20. It is good. On Instagram. We're on YouTube as well. Um, follow me on Instagram, Malika, M-A-L-E-E underscore K-U-H. Um, and also, hopefully, starting June 1st, I will have my own central products. Oh. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. So, yeah, um, it's called the Silk Box. So, okay. I'm just, I'm yeah. really excited for that to roll out. And I'm so thankful for you having us here. Okay, absolutely. So, um, thank <laughs> you. I appreciate you for coming on my show. I actually got hey, some merch, you know, for yeah. you, you know, for we'll you, you know, it's going to be a you know, black unlimited <laughs> shirt for you, you know, for coming on. Thank I appreciate you. you coming on as well. Uh, Malika's going to sit in the corner and watch the conversation with uh, Nicholas uh, Watkins will be coming in and we're going to ask him a few questions, a few questions before we uh, close the show. All right, but thank you. You're welcome. All nice right. to meet you. Me too. Oh, God. Okay. Okay. While we in a pause, I, uh, one of my boys, Zach, man, he shared some really good information with me regarding, like, you know, just the right to bear arms. Okay. So he was saying that, you know, um, if you don't have a handgun, a concealed handgun license, knowledge of your state gun laws, and access to a handgun safety attorney hotline, uh, make sure y'all do that. Uh, so that way you know what you're doing. We all deserve and should have guns. It's our constitutional right. That's a fact. Um, and obviously we need them to protect ourselves. And, you know, uh, like my boy Roddy Rich said, you know, I'd rather be judged by 12 than carried by, by six. You know, uh, you know, right. and, and I believe that. Especially 100%. for something unjust. Especially for Especially. something unjust. You know what I'm saying? Um, he might have been talking about something a little different. But, but hey. uh, that applies so much to, you know, just me wanting to get home back to my family. I got nieces and nephews and all that good stuff. Right, right, right. Appreciate that. And now we got a special guest, um, friend of mine, uh, Mr. Nicholas Watkins, everybody. Yes, <laughs> Nicholas Watson. Yes, <laughs> How you doing today, man? Hey, man I, can't, I can't complain. I can't complain. It's just, good to see you, brother. You know, it's Friday. Just came right. from work. Been you know. a kick it for the weekend. <laughs> Needed that. Hey, man. So we really was just like, huh? So we really was just like talking on the topic of, um, Amaya Arbery earlier, it's definitely gonna be on you for like this last twenty minutes. It's gonna be a, you know a little, little more heat because we didn't answer like a lot of the questions that you know that we had asked about it. So I was just really asking them what was your what was your personal perspective on what happened, like your initial your initial thoughts, whether it was angry, sad, emotional, disheartening, whatever it was. What was your initial thought? And then as you had a couple of days to process it, process it, did that change or what, did it stay the same as well? Um, man. Just, just reading about it, you know, it, it, it was sad. You know, what I'm saying it's just, it was just another, another innocent black man, you know, getting gunned yeah. down, and it wasn't even by the laws. It was right by some, you know, what I'm saying regular civilians who, you know, what I'm saying thought they had the power to, 
you know, <laughs> get in their truck and, and go gun this man down who's mind his own business just jogging across the neighborhood. And, you know what I'm saying, I, I think that, I think this particular incident, I think it, it's affected a lot of people. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And and the crazy thing is that it happened in February and they just and, get right. rest now right. and it's just becoming a big thing now. It's like, damn, like it's it's been two months. It's, yeah. You know Seventy four so, days yeah, been, since arrest. It's been long it's been a long time and I'm just trying to figure out what really, you know what I'm saying, possessed the uh the, the dudes who shot him. Like what what made them think I bet What's your thought process Yeah, to make what's your you, thought yeah. process to say, Bet, let's get our let's get our guns, let's get the shotgun, let's go chase this man down and let's shoot him. Mm-hmm. Like it, it, it don't make no sense. And that's me. what Ryan alluded to earlier. He was like, Look how comfortable they was in doing that. Right. Like it wasn't like no methodical move. Like Not it wasn't all. like they waited till nighttime and then one came from Not behind, you can't see their face. Broad daylight. It's broad daylight, bro. Yeah. It's, it's broad daylight and they, they come out there and hunt the man down like exactly. that. Exactly. That was like, did it? Did it like make you angry, or was you like? <clears throat> um, it just, it's just more, more of a realization for me to just that, just know that you know what I'm saying as a as a black black man, your life really on the line every day. You right. Know what I'm saying? Like, right. And that's, and I I I ain't even think I don't think nobody thought. Yeah, I can get shot jogging. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Everybody, everybody's just more stuck on the police. I get stopped by the police, I might get shot. I might get shot. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. now it's like, damn, I can't even jog around the neighborhood. Right. I'm going to get shot. You know right. what I'm saying? And so I think that it just put more more of a realization of that, you know what I'm saying, we are, we targets and we just got to, you know what I'm saying, protect ourselves at all times and just be aware of our surroundings and just be aware of everything because you never know. And it it also gave me a, just an appreciation for life. Right, um, right. And that's, you know what I'm saying, I try not to, because it could be taken away like that, man. Just you like never, that. You never know. So just, you know what I'm saying, in my perspective, it was just like, all right, uh, I, you know, you never know when, when God has got got your script done, you know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. it's just like living every day and, and, and taking every day and just living, you know what I'm saying, living life for him and, and you know what I'm saying, having your foundation on, on the Lord and and. Just being authentic, just being your authentic self every day, because you can't, you can't, you know what I'm saying, miss a day. So that's facts, and I, I know that kind of had uh, the situation that kind of, kind of hit home for you, because I know that you, you, you fit, you work out, you run, you jog, so you like, yep. like I'm, I'm doing the, uh, I'm doing the, uh, the run for him as soon as I leave. Right, I am too. Yeah. Uh, Michael, Michael Johnson already did. He, <laughs> he sent me his earlier. We talked about it last yeah. night. Like you know, yeah. we got to get it. So, yeah, you know? as soon as I leave here. I'm, Man, sure. interesting about that run, man. I, I did it at lunch today. First off, I was getting ready to walk out the door. I closed the door, left my wallet and my keys in my apartment. So I, I see had your an Instagram. Hour right. late to the run. I usually run with one of my fraternity brothers. Shout out 1911. I'm Cap Outside, but I see your Omega Side Five, Rude. bro. Shout out to that. Hey, um, look out, but boys. when I got there, I was, you know, I, I usually can do a mile easily. I got to about that mile and a half mark, and I was struggling, right? And it was windy, fully cloudy, and it, it just seemed like every time I got ready to like quit. The sun would just come out of the clouds. Yeah. And I was just like, Ahmad, don't want me to stop. You was running for something for real. I dude. literally felt like I was running for something. And I, 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 I'm I, not lying to you. I'm Lemon, we grew up in church. And I, he knows, like, I, I'm not really the strongest spiritually. But, like, I really believed in this run today. Right. And I did not stop until I got to that 2.23, man. So I'm rooting for y'all who are going to go do it later. Yeah. It's not an easy run if you don't run often like me and, me and him. We run on the basketball court. But yeah. 2.23 miles is tough. It is. It so, is. So, uh, you know, it was real, man. I just felt like it was, you know, we need to continue in our community to to run with purpose. Everything we do, we need to do it with purpose. And when we do it with purpose... We're going to have those moments where we might get tired, but there's going to always be something that is like symbolic that's going to make us want to keep going. And I think that's what we have to take out of this situation and situations that happen like this is that we have to continue to keep running with purpose. And we we can't lose that way. That's a fact. Um, I asked him earlier um, what you think we could do as a collective community, as as African-Americans, to prevent things like this from happening, or at least less happening. You know what I mean? It's uh, tough. It uh, is, man. Curveball. Yeah, I mean, that's tough. Uh, I mean, you could say a number of things, but it's right. still, 
just for me, like you could say a number of things, but you could still anything could still happen. You could right. Bro, you could be riding with your dog. You know what I'm saying? Chilling. You could still get shot by the police. You could still get pulled over. You can be jogging. You can be running, running with whoever. You know what I'm saying? Still, obviously, you can still get pulled up on. Uh, but I, I think just as as blacks, I think we just, we got to come together. I don't really, I don't really like when, you know what I'm saying, and this is this goes from top to bottom, whether you're a celebrity or not, I don't really like when, you know what I'm saying, blacks uh, beef with each other. And, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah. It, it, at, at the end of the day, it's really no point. Because at the end of the day, it's no point because, shoot, two weeks down the road, y'all probably going to see each other. Hey, bro, it's good. And y'all going to be good. It's going to be like, nah, we wasted two weeks. Right, so, two weeks. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, So I think, I think yeah, for nothing. I, so I think every moment is precious. I think, you know what I'm saying, beefing with somebody um, is is pointless. I think black should, we should, we should stay together and just continue to be together. I think events like these pull us together. You know what I'm saying? I've seen the... the like this, the, the running the two miles is bringing everybody together, and you know what I'm saying, posting, posting the picture, right, and just right. spreading awareness about it. And I think just and just I think just creating a dialogue and, and a conversation about it is helping helping more people get their feelings out and and saying, oh, okay, I mean, I can I can relate to people who I might have not been cool with. You know right, right. So, and uh, yeah. when when you say it brings awareness and it brings us together, what we have to work on as a, as a community is sustaining it. Indeed, you know we got to sustain. Like yeah, it's pop, it's popping right now. Yeah, we like it's popping right now because Indeed. it's fresh. Indeed. What about you know two three months down the line? What we gonna forget? Yeah. And like we just gonna break off and go our separate ways. We just got to keep the energy and the momentum. Like me and Ryan, I always talk through text. He like bro, you know, strike right iron hot. It's going right now. Just keep the momentum going. So I feel like that's like the next step we got to do is when we come together as a collective unit, it's just sustain it for a longer period of time. I got, I got some advice. I think, um, <clears throat> I think, like I said, I can't control what you do. I can do everything right, and I just die. But at least I know I did everything in my power to avoid certain things. So I think, like, even now, I mean, it's sad to say, but if you jog and get a GoPro. You know what I'm saying? Like at the least, at least I know that if something happened that I'm covered because I have a GoPro on what happened. You know what I'm saying? Or if I know I'm about to get pulled over as quick as you can, just send a message to Facebook. Be like, hey, I got pulled over. I'm finna go live. Y'all tune in for me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And just yeah. let the officer know, hey, bad name and badge number. Um, I'm letting you know that I'm recording you. Which is perfectly and, legal. Yeah, I'm recording me and you for our safety. And, you know, do you know, because at that point, his energy may be a little bit different. He might yeah. be pissed off, but his energy different now because. Because everybody watching. Right. You know what I'm saying? Or or have a, a camera set up in your car already. Or or if you know, you know what I'm saying, you got pulled over because he said you read in the red light and you know you ain't do it. He and, on some stuff. Right. And, <laughs> and you can go back and forth with him. But once you see his energy, be like, you know what, I'm going to take this ticket. I ain't even going to argue with him. I'll pay the money because. I don't sit here feel like arguing with me. I get right. beat up and shot over a red light. So I think um, just do everything in your power to try your best to switch up his energy. You know what I'm saying? And, and do what you can. Some stuff is just, it's going to happen, but just do everything right. you can in your power. I like what you said about like, you know, doing whatever, anything in your power. Like, do you think we could be better at like de-escalating situations before they, yes and you no. know, get to elevating? Because I'd be, you know, I'd be seeing some crazy videos like, no, just chill, chill, chill. You know what I'm saying? Like, like chill. Yeah. They're That's not the ones getting shot, though. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but there's, there, no, it's it's stories that we just don't know about where yeah. we could have de-escalated. Oh, for sure. But I'm not talking about the ones where we didn't do nothing. Right. I know, if I know that police hot over here, I know they hot over here. I know they racist. And if I know I smoke, I'm not going to go over there and give them a reason to pull me over. And then get into some more stuff. Yeah, get into some more shit. Right. I'm already I'm already wrong because I'm high over there. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm yeah. kind of in the wrong. That don't justify yeah. me dying, but I know right. I'm in the wrong. Don't go over there. Just stay home and do your thing. You know what I'm saying? Or or if I know that uh, I'm not supposed to be, I'm somewhere where I'm not supposed to be. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm ducking off over here with my girl, with my side joint. Right. And and, and it's hot over there. Hey. You know what I'm saying? Gotta do what I got to do. Just, I'm, I'm, li I'm alive. Just, just try your best to, or you can be having a conversation with the officer. You see his temperature is hot. You know, officer, you know what? I'm sorry. I ain't mean to, I'm going to let you have it. I'm going to take that ticket because it's, it's yeah. almost a lose-lose. Yeah. 
If you raise your voice, he's going to raise his voice. He, he, yeah. If you get aggressive, he's going to get aggressive. And nine times out of ten, they be justified. Yeah. Even when it's you know, unjustified. Even if it's not an officer, it could be right. a regular, regular guy. guy. He's mad. Saying. He he He's trying to go back and forth. You know what? Have a good day. I hope I wish you the best. Right. You right. now my energy switched up. I'm good. I'm my energy straight. You know, have a good day. I'm just going ahead and go over here. Right. That's, that's it. Right. What you gonna say? I just feel like that's like a small slice of the pie. Like you know, compared yeah. to like, I just feel like we shouldn't have to do all that. Like I feel like I shouldn't have to go and spend three hundred dollars on a GoPro. You know, it's sad. Absolutely. Right? I might, would, would I would I do it to if I knew that that was going to ensure that I got home that day? Hell yeah, because I spent three hundred dollars on. Drinks at the bar. Right. But I'm saying, like, the fact that we out here trying to have a strategic planning meeting on how to come home today mm -hmm. is some bullshit. To be honest with you, I was telling, yeah. I was thinking this in the shower before I came. I was like, this is the first time most communities have ever had to think about leaving the house and coming back safely with COVID. Right. We've been doing this shit since birth. Right. Like, I've been, you know, you know, when I would rode my bike. To go to my friend's house, like this was stuff that was already told to me when I was right. young. Before we left, I was seeing like a group of little white kids in Highland Park riding their bike down the street by themselves, and none of them are. I can guarantee you, none of them were over twelve. I'm like, I bet you they didn't have a conversation. Not us. You know what I mean? Right. And so, the fact that we have to have strategic planning meetings <laughs> for a strategy that still could go awry, <laughs> yes, is crazy to me, man. Daily, it's, it's pitiful. Daily, it's uh, like a whole set of unwritten rules yeah. that that our parents tell us about before we hit society. Yeah. But necessary, though. but so necessary. I will definitely throw that it's necessary. Absolutely. And so, I mean, Ryan, people once they hear this, they need to pull their notepads out and take this advice because I think a lot of us, you know, in our community and our culture, black men, we are, you know, media and the way we're raised combined is we're supposed to be tough, right? right. No matter what is in front of us. We not swallowing our pride most of the right. time, right? And so I think there's a lot of things that we masculinity is something we have to navigate also. Yeah. But so do those police officers that they right. have to navigate masculinity too. Right. And they need to do it more so than we do initially because Absolutely. That's their that's job. Their job. Yeah. It's right. their, job their job is to check all that at the door. Right. Check that before you turn them lights on, check all that. Right. Because you not don't come to my window with an attitude, bro. Right. I, I broke a rule, bro. How many people breaking that same rule every day all over the country? That you don't let go. Same ones you break every day. Right. Yeah. Same, same ones you, they do. Right. The yeah. same ones you break every day that you don't get in trouble for. Yeah. The one when you on the highway and you ain't put your blinker on, bro. That's, you know that's what I'm saying? Fact. You know, so it's it's crazy that we having a strategic planning meeting for some for some shit that still might not work. Most of the, you know, some right. of the time. It could go wrong. You know, moment. it's crazy. Right. That's a fact, man. Well, we're going to kind of wrap it up. You know, appreciate you for coming through. Well, Nicholas Watson, <laughs> Micah Johnson, Ryan J. Um, y'all can get off y'all chest, whatever y'all need to right now. If you got any shout outs, um, if you uh, want to talk about something else, or if you got something that you want to plug in, your brand, your, your your book, or anything. So whatever it is, y'all can say that right now. It don't matter. Y'all haven't plugged your IGs in anything? Yeah. yeah what you got? Could, uh, start with follow, Nick. Y'all can follow me on the gram at, Nicol <laughs> at Nick Olympus underscore. <laughs> uh, yeah, you you'll know it's me. Yeah, yeah, uh, for sure, for sure. But yeah, hey, y'all just uh, just be safe out there, man. Uh, don't take life for granted, man. It could at any point, uh, you know what I'm saying. It can be taken away from you, and uh, you know, Jay, just just live life to the fullest. And you know what I'm saying. If you got feelings or or anything, you know what I'm saying. Don't be afraid to tell your family <laughs> members you love them. Tell other people how you feel about them. And you know what I'm saying. This this thing we call life is is quick. It is. You know what I'm saying it's quick, so uh, just hey, just live life to the fullest, and you know what I'm saying stay prayed up and stay hydrated. That's a real. fact. Nicholas <laughs> Watkins, everybody, <laughs> stay hydrated. Nicholas Watkins. <laughs> All right, what about you, Micah? Yeah, follow me. Uh, I am Micah David, uh, M I C A H. Um, also, you know, if y'all are doing some spring cleaning, I know a lot of y'all are. Um, there's a lot of nonprofits out here that y'all can take your products. I wouldn't necessarily go to Goodwill first. I would, you know, look at the Bridge Homeless Recovery Center downtown Dallas, Texas. Absolutely. Um, you know, there's a lot of, you know, in this time, understanding that a lot of people have been furloughed, lost jobs. Homelessness is probably going to increase. But also there's going to be a lot of people that need to be prepared for the next interview processes once a lot of these 
um, non-essential jobs and essential jobs uh, start to hire. So if you have old, you know, professional clothes, regular activewear, shoes and things, look look at the nonprofits, especially the grassroots nonprofits in in Dallas, Texas. Um, and, you know, if you just looking to laugh, do have some fun, social media, you know, follow me on IG and all that good stuff. I appreciate you, man, coming home and co co uh, coming on and co-hosting the show as well, man. I appreciate it. Next, we got Ron J. Uh, yeah, just follow the Unsolicited Opinions podcast yeah, with me and my yeah. cousin Malika. Uh, unsolicited underscore opinions 20 on Instagram. Uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Um, also, I have my book right here. Yes, yes. Uh, okay. Dear Self. <laughs> uh, it's, just a, it's a self-help book. I talk about uh, finding your purpose. I talk about... Uh, communication i talk about uh insecurities as a man um, um releasing your emotions it's a whole bunch of different topics that can help men but just everybody in general so uh yeah man that's dear self uh i got I another one coming too. out it's a so. beast i read it it's a beast yeah oh, you can get that on amazon just type in dear self and um ryan j weems and you working on the second second one working on the second one right now okay yeah. that boy plugged in shout out to my boy for coming on yes sir. i appreciate you having me on too oh for sure for sure but for everybody that came on well he already got some merch from me so i got a, uh, a shirt for uh my boy ryan as well and my boy for nick my boy nick as well man so i appreciate y'all coming appreciate on the that. show Holding it down. Appreciate the co-hosts, Micah Johnson, mm -hmm. for coming on and holding yes, it down, sir. man. He's going to be an intricate part of, uh, of the Unlimited podcast. Ooh, I like that word, intricate. Hey, you know, I had to throw that. <laughs> he's a college word. You know what I'm saying? I know you college kids up in here, man. I had to pull one out the bag before we ended. But no, I appreciate everybody coming on the Unlimited podcast, man. And we will be back and we'll be wrapping it up.